Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever time of day it is. I hope you are doing fantastic. This is Robert Bolden, Life Transformed, and this is Coffee in Christ, which is my weekly share of the daily practice that I do each and every day. The foundation of my I would say, and I maybe have said in the past, my spiritual life, but it's of my life because there is no differentiation between my spiritual life and my life. Um, And that is a great uh, learning um, in and of itself. So I'm super excited to dive in today. You guys, let's go to the verse of the day. And again, this is for those of you who are new. None of this is rehearsed. It's totally spontaneous. So I, I get super excited because I don't know what God has in store for us this morning. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And that is Matthew 5. 4. Hmm. God blesses those who mourn. Uh, what I take from that is just that, um, you know, if you have a heart... For others, if you if you love others, then if if you know people in your life are experiencing some kind of hardship, you feel for them. Um, and then the second part of that, God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. I love that. So see, this is deeper than when I first looked at it on the surface. I was like, wow, I don't know what this is saying to me, but for they will be comforted. So I think that's the key that um, when you mourn, it isn't, it doesn't lead to, I don't know. But for me, comforted means that you will find some comfort uh, when those situations arise where you where you end up uh, mourning something or someone. So that's really that's really cool. I love that. So that's what I got out of the verse of the day and I'll probably have to think about that one some more because that is uh, that is very powerful. It's something that you have to go deep. I think you have to go deep into, at least I do. So I'll be thinking about that one some more. Maybe I'll have some more thoughts the next time I I join you all. Okay, let's go to the plan. Okay, we are on, let's see, this is dangerous prayers. Excuse me. Search me. Do you dare to pray in a way you've never prayed before? with all of your heart, soul, mind, and the full extent of your being. What would happen in your life and the lives of those around you if you started praying dangerous prayers? Do you dare to find out? King Saul falsely accused David of treason and sent his full forces after David in repeated attempts to take his life. With all his heart, David wanted to please God. He fought against his anger in order to protect and show honor to the king. Yet knowing that his motives weren't always perfect, David surrendered his heart before God and prayed one of the most vulnerable, transparent, and dangerous prayers you'll ever hear. 
Wanting to honor God in every aspect of his being, David prayed, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I love that. That is uh, very similar to the prayer that I pray, which is search my heart. I think I might have gotten it here from David. Search my heart, God, if there's anything I'm still holding on to, uh, reveal it to me so that I may surrender that to you. Because I want to be in full surrender to you, Lord. That's that's what I pray. Search my heart. Because, you know, I know even I can fool myself and <clears throat> rationalize some things. So I'm always putting that in the hands of God to search my heart and reveal it to me in a way that I can see it. So then I can I can go about turning it back towards him and releasing whatever it is to him that I'm holding on to. Not only is this prayer difficult to pray, but it's even more challenging to apply and live out. Because if you have the courage to pray it, then you'll need to exercise the courage to live what God shows you in reply. So don't pray it if you don't mean it. Absolutely. I think that has been a just a pivotal, pivotal prayer in my life. And, um, and the author here is correct. Don't pray it if you're not willing to live it. And um, I can say that that's what I have, since I found God you know, just over seven years ago, that's what I've been doing. It's just giving up any control and surrendering everything to God. I always say to my friends, if I ever think I should do something because I think I should do it, I just slap myself. (laughs) I mean, basically that's it, right? At least that's the way I look at it and that's what works for me. Why would I ever think that I had a better plan than than God or that I could control something? Because I can't. I know that. I know that. Be forewarned, this prayer has the potential to convict you. Yes, it's convicted me several, probably hundreds of times over the past seven plus years. To correct you, to redirect your life, to change the way you see yourself, to change how others see you. Maybe you're still thinking this is no big deal. Maybe you're wondering why you should ask God to search your heart when he already knows all that's inside you. You know what's in You know what's in there. He knows what's in there. So why ask something so obvious? This is where it's tricky. On the surface, it seems like we would know our hearts, right? I know my motives. I know what's most important. I know why I do what I do. Besides, you might tell yourself, I've got a good heart. I'm not trying to hurt people. I want to do what's right. My heart is good. I'm praying, aren't I? But God's word actually reveals the exact opposite. It might be a shock when you hear it first time, but Jeremiah tells us some straight up truth. Jeremiah was the son of a Levitical priest born around 650 BC. During the reign of King Hosea, Hosea, God raised up this young prophet to take God's word to Israel and the nations. Jeremiah flat out says, you, along with me and everybody else, don't have a good heart. In fact, not only is your heart not good, but your heart is wicked and sinful in all its ways. The prophet said, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Without Christ, your your heart is deceitful. The closer we get to Jesus, the more we have to face our shortcomings. Pride, selfishness, lust, addiction, a critical spirit. 
Amen. All those things, right? I mean, I encountered several of those things on my journey. And just, here's the good part though. Once you do surrender those things, oh, it's such a relief. It is such a relief. At least it has been for me. I would bet it would be for you too. If you, if there are still some things in your life that you haven't surrendered. Love this. Praying this dangerous prayer can open a channel of communication to God. Instead of simply asking God to do something for you, ask him to reveal something in you. This moment of truth with God may not change you instantly, but it will help you to recognize your spiritual need and redirect your life. That's why this prayer of David's is crazy dangerous. Search my heart, Lord. Love it. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. This is so true. And I am going to create um, an image of this and post this probably on Instagram because it is so powerful for me. And that's what I do. If something really strikes me in the moment, I will post it to share with others. You know, because it was a big insight for me. So there's probably a good chance that it could be a big insight for someone else too, right? So that's what I try to do. No, I don't try to do. That's what I do. That's what I do, I do, I do. Yes, there, that looks good. Saving it. And now I want to share it. Instagram. I think I'll make this one a post. I make it a post. Let's see. So I put it in my feed. I'll put it in my story. Oops. Doesn't look too good in there. Mm. There we go. All right, that's better. And I'm just going to add a little caption here. Boom. My faith journey. There is a caption. And then I always put my coffee and Christ in there. Let's get that in there. I'm not as proficient as. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love this. Uh, a lot of my girlfriend is great at doing this stuff. And I'm a little bit slow. So y'all bear with me here as I capture this because I really think it's good to capture it in the moment. There we go. And then I'm going to select a song to put in there. Let's go with... Something I heard this morning, it's Toby Mac, Promised Land. Yeah, let's put that one in there. You guys can hear that, right? <laughs> okay. Boom. Let's save that in. And now we're ready to go back to our reading. So thank you for that, you guys. This is how it works. So good. 
human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? That's Jeremiah 17. Now, your opportunity, David's men's whis- men whispered to him. Today, the Lord is telling you, I will certainly put your enemy into your power to do with as you wish. So David crept forward and cut off a piece of the hem of Saul's robe. But then David's conscience began bothering him because he had cut Saul's robe. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this to my Lord, the king. I shouldn't attack the Lord's anointed one. The Lord himself has chosen him. So David restrained his men, and did not let them kill Saul. After Saul had left the cave and gone his way, David came out and shouted after him, my Lord, the king. And when Saul looked around, David bowed low before him. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to give us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. 1 John 1, Romans 3, for everyone is sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. You know, that is the most beautiful thing there is yes, we all have sinned. I've sinned, you've sinned, we've all sinned. We all fall short of God's standard. Yet through grace and grace alone, he makes us right in his sight. And he did that through Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? So right now we are freed from our sin. All of that stuff. Doesn't mean we're never gonna sin again, but we're freed from it through Jesus. And and what I know is the more I get to know Jesus and God's story and why he sent his son and then what his sin, what his son taught while he was here, the more I understand that and embrace it, the easier it is to turn away from sin. The easier it is to not get caught up in this world crazy the easier it is for me to truly love the way God created me to love. And as we've talked before, I don't know if I've done it on this podcast, but you know, truth is we are loved. And you know, what I've come to understand is we have to love exactly who we are right now because God created us. No matter what, you know, our physical body looks like or feels like, or no matter what we're going through, or, you know, our mindset is a little jacked up, we got to love us right now. If we can do that, the extent that we love us is the extent that someone else can love us. So if you want to be loved by someone else, if you want to have that true love all around you, (laughs) It makes sense, right? If you think about it, think deeply about it. If I love myself so much, my natural joy and love is going to come out. And that's going to attract others and make it comfortable for others to love me. Right? So I can only be loved to the extent that I love myself. If I don't love myself, if I'm like constantly beating myself up and talking negatively to myself and low self-esteem... Why would someone else want to love me? They'll feel sorry for me and they'll, you know, they may try to help me, but they don't want to love me because I'm not showing love and we're all drawn to love. And it gets really good. So that's what this one is speaking into me. Um, God's love, 
Jesus' action is so good. So good. And I'm just putting in, this is my faith journey. Lord, I pray every day. Search my heart. It's so good. And reveal to me God, that's it. That's what this spoke to me today. Love it. So good. All right. So now a little reading today. I think I'm going to go to, we're doing a study within the, um, from Elevation Church. And let's see what they've got for me today. Doing what God says. Okay. Let's see here. Doing what God says, no matter how hard or crazy it may seem. Let's read Judges 7. So let's go over to Judges 7. Get out my Bible here. My John Maxwell Bible. And if you don't, if you if you're looking for a Bible and you you know you're into leadership at all, John Maxwell Bible is amazing because John goes through the whole Bible and he he puts leadership lessons for today intermingled with each of the passages in the Bible. It's just a phenomenal, phenomenal book, phenomenal Bible. Okay, so let's read Judges 7. Okay. Early in the morning, Jeroboam, this is Gideon, and all his men camped at the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Morah. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands, or Israel would boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Now announce to the army, Anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left, while 10,000 remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, There are still too many men. Take them down to the water, and, and I will thin them out there for you. If I say, this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say, this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water. There the Lord told him, separate those who lap. Sorry, John's got a lot of pontification here. The water with their tongues as a dog laps from those who kneel down to drink. 300 of them drank, cupped hands. 
tapping like dogs. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. <clears throat> so, so it sounds like, and I've read this story before, but God's going to thin them down to, I think it's about 300 men. Because then those 300, you know, when they go to, to fight, it will truly be God, you know, because 300 against, I forget how big the, the army was that they had to face. The 300 versus thousands, you know, then, then you would know God had an impact. So, um, you know, the question is, how does that passage refer to this week's topic? And this week's topic is, we should build our lives on Jesus' teachings. So the key is, um, I think, how I'd relate this one is, You know, God, God is God, and he can overcome anything. I think what God was trying to do is show, he doesn't do anything just for a single person. He always looks for impact, I believe. That's what God does. He is an impactful God. So he's not going to like, oh, Bob, I'm going to help you with this. No, he'll only help me with something. I, well, I shouldn't say only. He'll help me with something because he knows that somehow it's going to impact many more people. And that's the beauty of, of God. So whatever your story is, my story is, if we can share our stories and share our redemption stories, how we've been redeemed through Christ, that's what he wants us to do. He doesn't want us to just have our stories redeem and, and, and overcome and then live happily ever after not doing anything with it. We need to share our stories in a way that will help others come to know him the way we have come to know him, know him. So I think that is beautiful. And I think that's how I'm going to wrap up today, you all. Listen, thank you so much for joining me. This is Robert Bolden, Life Transformed. This is Coffee in Christ. At Life Transformed, we help people go from isolation to community because we believe that is the number one problem that people have that they don't realize they have, that we are all in isolation, even though we're more connected than we are or have been at any point in time in history so get into a community we'd love it to be ours uh, we're launching a bunch of stuff here coming up in 2022 so be on the lookout but if you're interested in becoming part of our amazing community just reply to this podcast get a hold of me on social media um, and until next time join us uh, monday we've got another chasing freedom Momentum Monday coming, and of course, every Thursday for Coffee and Christ. Thanks again. We will see you soon.